Welcome to the show, Deb, and thank you for taking your t- the time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Welcome to our listeners. So today, I've asked our guest, Deb, to share her career story. And like always, Deb, I in- invite people to begin with how they made their decision about their chosen profession, taking us back quickly to the time when those serious decisions had to be made. Well, thank you, Dola, for having me here today. And um, that's that's an interesting question because <laughs> I I am in it, my chosen profession by accident. Ooh. It was really planned. Um, I fell into the role of doing investor relations um, back in the early '90s mm-hmm. uh, because I had choices when I was at at uh, National Fuel Gas at the time of you know, what my next role was going to be. And I chose this thing called investor relations. And, you know, for short, it's called IR. And I couldn't spell IR back then. (laughs) But uh, um, it involved being um, engaged with the executive leadership, um, with understanding the strategy and vision of the organization. Um, It's involved with understanding how the business operates, Mm -hmm. how it it makes money, how it creates value for its shareholders Mm -hmm. and all of its constituencies. Um, And so it it was very, it was an intriguing role for me. And I left it for a while, but then decided that that's what I really enjoyed doing and went back um, with a company called American Precision Industries uh, where I was the director of investor relations there for a few years until we were acquired by uh, what was then Danaher. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were acquired, Danaher had asked me to stay on to do their investor relations, their IR. Um, but I had this opportunity to start up Key Advisors uh, because the um, law firm at the time, it was Jacob Fleischman and Mugel, the, the chairman happened to be the our corporate secretary at, at American Precision Industries. And I was uh, looking at joining another consulting firm and he said, well, why don't you just start your own? I said, because I don't know how to start a business. And he said, well, we're looking at starting up affiliate businesses. Um, we hadn't considered investor relations, but it makes a lot of sense. Why don't you put together a business plan? Wow. So I pulled together a business plan and presented it to the partnership and they funded my startup and, 21 years later, here I am still. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that's, you know, I didn't quite get that when we first met, um, that what you just said. But what I was interested, I, I'm so interested in, in what you're doing now and how happy you are there. And you're saying that you you sort of realized that you were happy doing that. So you went back to it. Yes. Yes. So I, di- I did go back into investor relations from... I I left and then I went and did some sales and marketing, Um, but the audience I enjoy, I really enjoy working with the investors and analysts on Wall Street. Um, You're dealing with, you know, really driven, Mm -hmm. talented, intelligent people. Um, And I really enjoy being at the um, epicenter, if you will, of of the corporate um, clients that I have um, and knowing all that they're doing and everything that uh, is involved with, you know, value creation for your customers, for your employees, mm-hmm. um, which translates into value for your shareholders. Uh, so I just, I think I like just being in the middle of everything and <laughs> IR puts you there. 
That is awesome because you didn't start there. That wasn't how you kind of went to college and, and mm. right. No, no. I was going to be a military officer when I grew up. That's, that's all I really had my eyes set for. Um, and when I ended up getting out of the military and coming here to Buffalo, you know, I didn't know what civilians did. <laughs> so, and I probably couldn't have found Wall Street on a map and I was pretty good at land nav. <laughs> so what were you thinking back then to, to when you decided to go? Well, your, your, your father was in the military, so I know you that was your kind of frame of reference. And, and that is why you chose to go to West Point, right? Um. I, I was always, um, I'm a patriot, uh -huh. uh, very strong believer in this country mm -hmm. um, and what it stands for. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've, I've always had this military bent. And I think I was influenced. And my mom is uh, Japanese. So um, she earned her citizenship here in the United States. Yes. Um, and so I was, I was raised with uh, the concept of pride of our country. Mm -hmm. And that probably influenced a lot my interest in the military. Um, I was involved, I think I had mentioned to you one time, I was involved in the Civil Air Patrol yes. um, all through high school. Um, so, you know, I was, I, <laughs> my, my kids, when they were younger, you know, the, the kids would make fun. Oh, your mom wore army boots. And I was like, I, I had army boots on since I was 14 years old. <laughs> wow. So that's the comfort zone for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when I became a civilian, and I still talk about civilians as if they're a different, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, been one longer than anything else, right? Oh my <laughs> gosh, yeah. When I got out. <laughs> yeah. But, I, mean, um, I didn't know what civilians did. Wow. So what were you thinking for your life back then that I would just be in the military and have a military career and... Yeah. And then, um, when I, when I got out, um, I, you know, it was like, okay, well you have to get a job. Right. That's what you did. <laughs> exactly. So I, really, I mean, I lucked out in that respect too. And I got a, um, great starting opportunity with, uh, as a, a junior engineer at national fuel in their, um, energy services department, um, you know, doing technical support to sales for fun things like natural gas vehicles, you know, and this is going way back. Okay. Uh -huh. um, uh, I did um, gas, natural gas, um, air conditioning, you know, things where um, you would use a cleaner, less expensive fuel. Uh -huh. And this is in the late 80s that we're right. talking about. Right. Um, for things like transportation and, and um, air conditioning and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's how I, I and in going to a couple different positions there is how I ended up in this, this uh, profession called investor relations. Wow. So, so, Deb, so, you know, I, we talk on the show about doing, you know, living your best life, selecting your proper career, the, the most optimal career path. It sounds like yours was sort of direct, but yet indirect you know, direct through indirect means. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, here you are. Honestly, uh, you, honestly um, you know, I, I think a lot, a lot about the fact that there's so many things out there that you can do and be. 
uh-huh. so many things. And there's a lot of different things that I feel like I could have done in my life and had fun doing too. Uh-huh. Um, but unfortunately, you only have one to work yes. with. <laughs> so, and, and it was, is it directed and indirected? It was luck that got me to everything that I've had. I, I feel like I'm very blessed. Hmm. Um, and, and I don't know if you call it perseverance or passion or both, but you know, I, I have a, my character is such that I throw myself into whatever it is I'm doing. I throw my full self into it. Mm -hmm. And that I think leads to, I've, you know, people tell me, so I believe it, I guess, <laughs> that I've been very successful. There's not, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but I've been, I, I have truly been blessed. There's, there's no question about it. I, I have great, great clients. Yeah. Um, and I, it's just been, I've got great investors, all the investors that I know, the analysts that I work with. Um, I've, I've had a lot of fun and have been able to work with a lot of really great people. Yes. Yes. And, and managed to even uh, get your own gig in this whole thing, you know, which I do warn people about, you know, this whole thing about owning your own business, you know, because they say, Oh, that must be so great to own your own business. I said, yes, it provides you tons of flexibility. You know, you get to, pick the 16 hours out of every day you want to work (laughs) (laughs) it's your choice (laughs) a great point (laughs) a great point but what would you say to someone that is looking for you to help them in in guiding them with their career given the fact that yours it it was a little bit of a circuitous route I mean but you, you you sort of you know, we're in the arena kind of thing, you know, and, and, and sort of doing well in everything you did and being recognized for it. So I get that hard work recognition and, you know, um, really uh, staying the course of, you know, you, you must have had like inklings of, oh, I like this better than this during the course of those jobs. Um. There were, so one of my roles in, when I was in the military was I was the, it's called a POL platoon leader, which is the petroleum oil and lubricants, the uh, class three. I think, I I think it's class three, boy, you forget some things. Um, Supply in the supply chain, right? You know, I actually manage the strategic reserves of diesel gasoline and jet fuel in and that, was an, that was an assignment that wasn't that was, that was one of my okay. assignments okay. um and it was uh so it was a very operational role mm-hmm. very accounting oriented you know you had to account for all of your property and everything like that yeah Although, you know when I was a division property book officer I enjoyed that role too because it was a lot of problem solving and things um, but the one thing, there was one thing that I did decide that I did not like, and that was, I did not like that because I used to have to go and, um, dip the tanks. You know, we had to measure the fuel in the tanks, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I always smelled like, like gasoline and diesel fuel. <laughs> 
You didn't so like I did that. know that if there was one thing I wasn't going to do, it was going to be where I used to sit at my desk with my arms as outstretched as I could while I was writing, because no matter how much I washed them, it still smelled. Wow. So that was one thing I was not going to do. Okay. Okay. But I honestly think that, to be perfectly frank, I honestly think that people overthink mm. um, finding their, their purpose, if you will. Okay. Um, I like that. They, you know, just be open to what comes to you and <laughs> like what you do. Just, just like it. I remember when um, I, I was in my, one of my first roles there at National Fuel, my, my then boss asked me, he said, well, are you having fun? And I looked at him like, but that's a, that's an odd question. Are you having fun? I'm like, don't you just always enjoy? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I really do think that people should quit thinking so hard about what is fun and just enjoy what it is that you're doing when you're doing it. And, you know, this whole concept of being in the moment, well, being in the moment is just being where you are. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and you can moan and groan about everything, but why don't you just find the best in what it is with where you're at and then be open to whatever comes to you? Because that's, that's kind of, you know, if, if something came at me, uh -huh. You know, I'd say, hey, you know, yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll give that uh -huh. a try. Um, why uh -huh. not? And so I think if we were just a little bit less analytical about where our future is going to go and just take it for what it is that's coming at you right now and enjoy it, I, I think everybody would be a whole lot happier. I absolutely love what you just said, Deb. I, I do for a number of reasons. And I've been in career um, transition counseling for a long time, over 20 years. And I feel that people, um, you know, yeah, that might be a great, I never put it in those words. Um, but maybe being open, like you said, being present and to everything that's coming to you, um, you know, rather than really like um, spending a whole lot of time and energy uh, saying, I got to find the perfect something, you know, mm -hmm. the perfect yes. piece that makes my life work. Yes. There's Maybe too many books out there about where you're trying to get to and not enough books out there about where you are right now. <laughs> I love that, Deb. I really do. So to someone, I um, went to a graduation party last weekend and this kid was graduating from high school. And I said, so what are you going to do? And he said, I have no idea. And I said, are you going to college? You know, and he said, no, not because I don't know where I'm going. And I thought, wow. Well, okay. So are you just going to stand still? <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, I sort of thought that, but now that you're, we're talking about it, that's how I felt. You know, it was like, well, do something, right? Exactly. And that's it. Just do something I love just I, and I, I, I told my kids that they're like well I don't know what I want to do I said well just get a job just just get a job go do something I mean you've got lots of choices in life a lot of times yes, yes. lots of times it's not yes. like what you decide when you are 18 years old is going to define the rest of your life That's you will have lots of other paths to choose yes. many many times in your life so yes. just do something and put yourself there and then something will, will something else will happen something yeah. else will come 
And you're you're a testimony to that life. Boy, I I love that. I there's so many things I learned in the last five minutes. I mean, not learned, but I guess you know the other thing that you brought up was the process of elimination in a sense too. You know, like as you're going through and being presented with these options, mm-hmm. something occurs to you and you go, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be involved in something that makes my hands smell. So <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> I avoided anything that came along that did that. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. My goodness. And and then your your idea of being, uh, you know, lucky or blessed, you know, I've heard philosophers talk about there's no such thing as luck. What do you think about that? Well, let's just say that the power of the universe, in my in my view, it's it's God in your life, yeah. um, presents options in front of you all of the time. Uh-huh. And if you have an open heart, an open, if your soul is is ready to receive, uh-huh. um, you can have a lot of good things happen to you. And you can call it whatever you want. want right. But but either either you have negative forces around you or positive forces around you. Yeah. Um, and if you're very positive about what's what's there, I think you get positive energy back and call it what you want, but it's definitely comes in the form of luck too. Yeah, absolutely. And so you didn't have the agenda for your children. How many children do you have, Deb? Um, well, between my husband and I, we have five. five. Uh, the two youngest, the girls are um, mine. Yours, okay. <laughs> and so the two youngest. Although he would, he would argue with that, that he owns them too. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But let's say the youngest two. So w- when they graduated high school, you did not mandate that they go to college. Um, no, we always talked about college and higher education, but um, it wasn't. Now they would say because my oldest is is the most interesting in this respect because she became a she's a chef. Um, she's in what I oh. think is <laughs> she's in one of the worst industries <laughs> ever. It, they've got the worst hours oh, yeah. um, and it's the worst pay, but yeah. she loves it. She loves right? it. Okay, so yes. hey, more power to her. Yes. Um, and she went to college, and then when she got out, it was like, you know, what I really want to do is I want to cook. And so she went to culinary school after college. You know, <laughs> Joe and I were talking. We said, you know, she could have just done that right out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what was her curriculum? Just curious. I just. Oh, um, when she was in college, she yes. studied um, Spanish and. Oh. There was one other, I forget if it was, because at one point um, she was going to also um, be in, because um, she likes little kids, oh. so the childcare industry. Really? Huh. Um, so maybe someday she'll marry the two together with the uh, little kids and the chef, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, I mean, you never know. Like you said, she's going to be open. I I don't know. She's, um, you, you must have conveyed that to your children. You must be an, a, a, an example for them of being open to whatever comes. Well, so, yes, I think so. Anyways, one of the, you know, who you think you are behaving as versus how you are interpreted can always be different. Yes. Um, and who is doing the interpreting also changes. So I, I can, I, I am me, but you know, you ask 10 different people and you can get 10 different versions of me. 
Um, and I've learned just that that's just the way life is. Right. Right. Um, but my, both of my girls have worked here at key at some point, um, Mm -hmm. in their careers. Sure. And, um, mostly because they were in a transition and it was like, okay, well, while you're transitioning, you know, you Ah. have an opportunity to come here and see so that you can, so it was almost like, okay, can you have a point of transition where you kind of do something to figure out and where do I launch from here? Um, and the youngest as an example is now going to go to nursing school, which is, you know, kind of like, okay, I'm going to turn 180 degrees and go that way now. Oh and I'm my like, gosh. More power to you, you know? Yeah. And where did she discover that in, in some sort of, in her, whatever way she, um, well, her her boyfriend was in a bad accident, um, like really bad, like he lost his leg ultimately. Oh. And um, so she was his caretaker and found out that she was pretty good at it. <laughs> oh, that's a sweet story. Yeah. Oh, Deb, I got to tell you, I am so uh, myself, I'm inspired by your story. And I hope our listeners are as I am, because I'm telling you, you are the first guest I've had on that has given me that little, you know, nuance to, to my thinking is being in the moment and being open to anything, you know, because things can change. And if you respond appropriately and positively, you never know what's, what, what well, the universe is. Yeah, that's right. I, I love that. Deb. I thank you so very much. I, I don't want to take up any more of your time because I know you're a busy lady. <laughs> running this place um but it's my pleasure and i do owe you let's let's do (laughs) that that's a deal dola thanks so much much. have Have a great great day day. thanks everyone and thanks for listening everyone don't forget to live with love in your life personally and professionally till next time bye-bye